Alright. Welcome to the Wrestle Down! Wrestle It Down! What if this was the whole podcast? Wrestle down where we talk wrestling and we stay positive. I'm Jer Palapal. That makes me Dennis Bruno. Indeed, that is how you were made, Dennis Bruno. <laughs> By way of introduction. I did come first. Um, <laughs> this is true. Um, and our mascot, kid, the kitten man, is on your floor somewhere. God, what a weird feud it would be if like, our moms were just like, I got pregnant first. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> so a couple years earlier, my mom started the feud. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, let's see. And I'm going to look up. So this week we got... Uh, and not much has been going on in wrestling, so we've just been looking forward to the weekend where we got an NXT takeover with the War Games. The War Games. War Games. And As William so, Regal says, War Games! War Games. He's very mad. Mm. Um, hold on, I'm going to look at Takeover War Games. Well, we want to talk about that card a little bit. I would love to. As much as I... I don't think the card is quite full yet. It doesn't feel like it. Plus, with uh, Johnny Gargano having an injury, it yeah. um, has made a little bit of some shuffling happen with him and Finn Balor. Right. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a it's a real bummer that he's not healthy for this because like I think he would really make uh, the NXT the team at Survivor Series feel uh, very complete. Yeah. NXT men's team is. Yeah. I mean, plus him versus Balor is what they were building to. Yeah. And, I mean, it, very much that, like, Tommy Dreamer is the face and the heart soul of ECW when people think about that in terms of, like, emotional gravitas and, uh, like, your face core. That's Johnny Gargano to a T. And to not have him there, um, with all of just, like, the weird booking that's been happening around NXT and the other brands, it's it's not the worst thing. But right. um, they've had to shuffle to Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor, which will still be a very good match. And... What I hope to be Finn Balor's just like violent introduction as a heel. Yes. Yeah. He he hasn't had a match since he turned heel, right? Nope. Nope. Yeah. He's just been doing promos, coming out here and talking about see being garbage. I can't do it. Irish accent. I would. You have no idea how much I would love if part of Finn Balor's character is that he rejects the fans so hard <laughs> that he's Cockney. <laughs> Hello, governors. <laughs> I'm here to stomp all your favorites into the ground. <laughs> Fucking Bray County Wiglow Islands is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ask not what your NXT can be, <laughs> but what you can do for NXT. <laughs> oh my god. From Nantucket, Ireland, by way of Ireland, by way of England, Finn Balor. From Ireland, Ireland. <laughs> Finn Balor. <laughs> oh, which is to say, he's very handsome, he's very charismatic, he could run for president, why not? Not in this country, he can't. Because <laughs> he wasn't born here. That's the law. Jared just maintaining kayfabe and the law. Appreciate it. <laughs> I also, he's just barely over 35, so he could make it, but not. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Other than that one issue. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe we could change all the laws if we vote hard <laughs> enough. Why not? If Linda McMahon could be the friggin' chairman of the small business cabinet of Trump's whatever, the, the law is what you make of it. <laughs> That's why we at the Wrestle, Wrestle Down say, 
Break laws. Yeah. All the laws. Break laws, make money. <laughs> Especially if you're going to make money. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we got uh, four matches announced for this uh, uh, takeover card on Saturday. What is... Uh, so we got a three-way match, a, a triple threat, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been watching videos online, <laughs> and I got my shit mixed up. <laughs> a lifetime of wrestling fandom. <laughs> led to that moment <laughs> i'm so glad it was here for it i'm uh, my bad i have <laughs> i have needs <laughs> if you ever wanted to look at a man and just wonder is there chef boy or d going on upstairs yep <laughs> i can hear it boiling <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> just like i i could have just said like oh the smoke coming out of your ears mm -hmm. or just mm -hmm. like your brain was melting. Yeah. Nope, I went with a ravioli I, metaphor. I get it. And this this matches a ravioli of wrestling. <laughs> the it's... sauce is Pete Dunne. <laughs> the pasta part is Killian Dane. Dane. And the meat, Damien Priest. There's no cheese in this ravioli. It's just meat. The ref is the cheese. I don't know. <laughs> just take all your... Conventional expectations of ravioli and Italian fare. Put them on their head. It's a three-way match. Yeah, it yeah, exactly. And this match is a triple threat to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship, which will be dependent on Survivor Series. I didn't know that. Sure. I have not been paying attention to NXT enough. I must have missed that in the uh, fucking... Uh, yeah, I missed that too. Maybe it's announced on... No, it wouldn't be announced on Wednesday because it's live. I don't know, maybe I... I watched the Hulu cut of uh, the thingy, the, the NXT, so I... <laughs> hear that pasta boiling. The thing, no, and I've watched, like, the full version of NXT, yeah. so I'm up to speed. I, I, God, I feel like so much happens in a given episode that it's very easy to miss things. Maybe they announced it on Twitter. Maybe. I mean, oh, there's a little, a little link to where they sourced it. Uh, I guess it came from WWE.com, and the NXT champion... Adam Cole's going to be fighting one of these guys at Survivor Series the next night. So that's interesting. Presented by Mattel. But yeah, that's that's really interesting because... Yeah. I mean, this was going to be a fun three-way match mm -hmm. anyway because you know, Killian Dean and Damian Priest who are doing very good things with uh, <clears throat> with NXT. Uh, Killian Dane Or not Killian Dane, but Damian Priest only just lost recently for mm -hmm. the first time to Pete Dunne. Uh, Pete Dunne's in the match. He has issues with all three of them. Dane, because he was just like, I'm going to break your fingers. Yeah. And Dane was just like, no. That's their feud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's basically it. Then these guys have just been uh, fighting each other a bunch. Yeah. All the time. Which, I mean, it's smart to put one of them against Adam Cole, because literally everybody else in the top of the card in NXT's uh, male division is going to be in war games. Yes. So at least one of them will be a little bit fresher against Adam Cole, who's going to be... Uh... Oh, wait. So, if... <sighs> What? Okay, never mind. Because I was gonna say, but I thought Adam Cole was gonna fight like Lesnar and um... Ray. No, no, that's not happening. It's Ray versus uh, Brock just alone. Yep. No, I I confused it because I thought like Lesnar was gonna like whoever the champions were gonna fight were gonna fight each other. That was gonna be Lesnar versus uh, Wyatt versus uh, right. No, Cole. that makes more sense. Yes. Yeah. So it's just gonna be. I'm gonna pause this for a bit while Keaton does business in the background. Speaking of business.
Speaking of business, the sponsor is... Mental Macaroni. Mental Macaroni. That's right. That's what Jer uses to power himself week to week through the Russell Down. That's what you can use, too, through three simple surgical <laughs> implants. You, too, can have the power of pasta. They said dual. It was three. <laughs> yep, he talks like that now. <laughs> that is one of the enhancements. It happens sometimes, but it makes me talk slower, which is better for the understanding of my words. He's not a bug, baby. He's a feature. He's a creature feature. Good creature. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yep, he's petting himself. <laughs> for those who can't see. Of course they can't see. It's a podcast. It's all audio, baby. I thought you said, of course I can't see. I was like, how dare you correct me on your blindness? <laughs> I'm John Cena. And you, <laughs> and you can't see shit. <laughs> I really hope that like 70 or 80 scene is just like rolling around some retirement community. It's like, you can't see me. You, you can't, can't see, see shit. <laughs> he, part of, he got a little bit of Vince McMahon's brain <laughs> implanted in his head. Doop, doop, doop. <laughs> do, do, just in the corner by himself. Do, do, do. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'd like to thank them for paying us in spaghetti because we hate money. And congratulations, Keaton. You made it. You made us stinky. Woo! Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's back see. to NXT Takeover. <laughs> They're gonna take over our brain with Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor, which was kind of sloppily thrown together when they realized that uh, Johnny Gargano could not. Uh, fight uh, this weekend because of injury. Yep. So he's not going to be able to have this like battle of the heart and souls of NXT. Yeah. I, I feel like at some point down the line you can have it. I don't know what the full extent of Gargano's injury. Yeah. But um, he'll be back. I assume Finn Balor's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, that, I, again, this should be just like a fun showcase of Finn Balor. He's a jerk now. Let's see how. Matt Riddle, I'm sure, will get some of his shit in, but I'm expecting uh, Balor to go over hard. Yes, I am expecting. I'm expecting this to be a very good one. Mm. Uh, it's just a battle of a guy who doesn't wear shoes versus a guy who doesn't wear a shirt, and uh, that is very interesting. I wonder if just, like, they do a crossbody hard enough at each other, you'll see sparks come off their ass. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be fun. Pachoo! That's the sound of Finn Balor's entrance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very similar to Ricochet. Sorry, yeah. everybody. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's going to be a good one. I think that's... The downsides, I think that that's probably going to be a cooldown between the two War Games matches, I would assume. I mean, for a match that doesn't have a lot of build-up, I think that's a good use yeah, for it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just like, I feel like I wish that Finn Balor had a little bit more of a splash that he was making, but this that's is true. a good first step for him. Um, in the three-way, Pete Dunne, Dane, versus, and Priest, who do you got? Uh, bo- 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 bo. I kind of think Pete Dunne. Hmm. Because Adam Cole is such a heel, yeah, and the other two are—I mean, Dane's kind of in the middle, but like they're both more heelish. And I think like Dunn is such a sure shot uh, that if you put him in front of an audience at Survivor Series, he's gonna like shine. Oh yeah, I mean, the NXT Takeover at before WrestleMania, the number two match was him and Walter with a bullet. Yes, yeah. So <clears throat> it makes sense because I think the assumption is the mass WWE audience, and I think this is true, aren't as familiar with NXT, mm-hmm. so you might as well give them basically one of the best matchups possible, which would be Dunn versus Cole. Yeah. I think second place, I think Priest might win it. Yeah. Um, just because they're very hot on him, but I think Dunn's, like, the very obvious, like, you know, the guy you want on Survivor Series. Yep. I don't think that Priest has had enough time to showcase, like, his full moveset or his psychology yet. Same. I feel like 
if he, they did put him in with Cole, it would be like a weird, faster match. Yeah. And with Dunn, I feel like they could just like let it go for 12, 15 minutes. Cole goes over, no one really loses. Yep, exactly. Uh, who do you got for Riddle, Balor? Uh, oh, you said Balor, yeah. It's got to be Balor. Yeah, I agree. Even if it's by like some like you know shenanigans, um, some heelish shenanigans, like his own club. Uh, Tino Sabatelli and whoever else is backstage. Riddick Moss. Yeah. Whoever's not in the War Games match for the men. Uh, they, they, they got the, for this match, we got Undisputed Era with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Don McDajkovic, and TBA. Hmm. Uh, okay. Riddle was in there. And they had to yeah, pull them off right. the team. I know, I was just counting because I thought that it was I thought that they had like four on five, but no, it's four on four. Yep. And TBA will be whoever. <laughs> I mean at this point It could I, be anyone, but you know. I think it would be incredibly clever, if not totally unplanned if it was Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Right? But I think he's legitimately injured. Same. So my guess is that they just pull like an NXT stalwart like Tyler Breeze pops in there or Fondango or I mean, <clears throat> thinking of the main roster, like, it's not that they have a shortage of options. It's just, you know, kind of who do you go with? Do you go with, like, Isaiah Swerve Scott? Yeah. Do you go with Tyler Bate? Right. Yeah, they could even, like, pull down something from, like, Cesaro or something like that. Oh, Cesaro would be sick. Yeah, like, just a surprise uh, to pop the crowd. Because yep. everybody's crossing over these days. Yep. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be a good... I uh, War Games matches are, like fun to think about but not great to watch sometimes yeah um especially because i mean so i mean for those who don't know the format of the match is that uh starts with two people in the cage then at intervals uh another person enters from each team alternating until everyone's in the cage and that's the only time that the match can win or end is when everybody's in the cage yep then it becomes the match beyond Wah, 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 wah. And then uh, they fucking fight, and it takes like each of these war games matches takes like forty five minutes to an hour usually. So I don't know if this uh, either of these that they have this uh, event are going to be shorter, but it's going to be a while, and they can be kind of they can kind of drag. Yeah. So I don't know. They got a lot of talent in there though, so I think if anybody can make pull it off, it's. This NXT roster. It totally is. I feel like <clears throat> it kind of demands that one of the two War Games matches opens the card. Yeah. And just given the fact that all of the main men's titles are in the men's one, I feel like the ladies are going to open. Yeah. Um, that being said, for the men, um, you got all of the Undisputed Era, which I was looking at this card. It's four matches announced. And right. I was like, why does it feel like so few? In part, it's because, like, yeah, it's SummerSlam. Or SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Yep. The only night of the year where all the brands compete for brand supremacy. Um, but you have all three of your main titles, Adam Cole, uh, Red Dragon, and Roddy Strong as champs just in the match, so you can't really split them off. Yep, you can't split them off. And I mean, like, those matches are going to be long. You don't want to have an overly long event. Uh, they keep the takeovers down to, like, two and a half hours usually. Yep. So that's not... Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that they can add too much more to this card unless they add like a really enormous squash of some kind. Right. Um, so yeah, I th I'm looking forward to this, but I'm also not the biggest fan of war games matches, especially the idea of seeing two in a night. Yeah. But like the rosters are so stacked that I can't look away. Yep. Um, so for the women's war games match, they have Rhea Ripley, 
Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. And uh, who knows, Dakota Kai might show up and do something because she got left off of the face team. It seems uh, that seems to be the storyline going in a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the intrigue kind of dances around her, which makes sense because like <clears throat> there isn't really a lot to this aside from Rhea Ripley really wants to fight Shayna Baszler. Shayna yeah. Baszler really wants to just be champion and not be bothered. So you might as well add like a fun curve to it because there's not really a kayfabe reason why Io Shirai and Bianca Belair are teaming up with her. They just no. are. Yeah, um, it's all just faces versus heels. Yep. Um, which I mean. Shayna's been, or not Shayna, but uh, Bianca Belair's kind of been bouncing back and forth as kind of a tweener, so yep. it's fine. Um, I think Dakota Kai is going to betray the women. I think Shayna Baszler takes this match in some way through those shenanigans. Um, yeah. It, and I mean, it would make perfect, it would make kind of like fun-er sense if Dakota Kai turned on Tegan Knox and then he got the uh, team kick implosion. Yeah. And that and I want to see that match more than I want to see like her versus Mia Yim. Rhea Ripley, I want to see versus Shayna. And Candice, you can just kind of go to whenever. Yeah, Kaylee Ray just got thrown in there. Uh, I mean, she's great, but she just showed up and joined the heels because they're heels. Yep. It's kind of it's kind of disappointing, but they also for a little while there were doing a pretty good job of having everybody fight everybody and mixing it up until they split everybody randomly down the middle. Uh, so yeah, this looks like a really good event. We'll see. I'm, it's because of the two War Games matches, it makes me a little more hesitant than the normal takeover. Right. But I, there's no other event in wrestling with this kind of track record. It's true. So Who do you got in the men's biggity-biggity uh, uh, War Games? Who do you think is going to win that one? I think Undisputed Era takes yeah. it for, like, what, the third year in a row? Probably. Yeah. Um, what do you got for the women's? Um, I think it's Shayna's squad. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm with you on the UE, because TakeOver's, like, especially NXT is so good at, like, they can end on what's considered, like, a low note of, like, heels mm -hmm. winning, but Undisputed Era is so friggin' over that... Yeah, they the, on the only way they lose, I think, is if, like, this is the beginning of the end for them. Mm. If, like, something happens and, like, they start to show uh, the seams. Right. But otherwise, yeah, I think it's them, and I think the heels win the women's match, too. Yep. Uh, which is cool. Yeah, so we got, like, heels winning every major thing except for, like, the Pete Dunn three-way. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe we're wrong. It's unlikely. Yeah. Um, I'm never wrong. No. Um, ever since that um, that brain surgery I had uh, <laughs> with the ra the meat pasta or right. whatever, the raviolis. There's marinara dripping down his eye socket. Is good. Oh, boy. <laughs> I see everything is red. And it makes all of the... <laughs> it's really redundant with all the Fiend matches. But, you know, what are you going to do? Holy shit, there's a lot of matches on um, Survivor Series. Yep. I, um, I'll be honest, I have not been paying attention to the main roster because Survivor Series uh, builds always suck this time of year. Yep. For the past, like, three years. Uh, so I've just been kind of reading uh, the results. Uh, we already talked about the NXT championship match, so that's cool. Adam Cole versus the winner of that triple threat. What a bizarre world without my curtain jerk. Just, like, to get the main card started, it might just be Adam Cole, baby! I feel like, you know what, I'm looking at this. I feel like there's a chance that uh, the United States Championship match opens. Yeah, the mid-card titles? Yeah. Because it's kind of weird to open with a, sh uh, a match from a show that is, like, not as watched. What a difference a year makes, because now yeah. we have AJ Styles, United States Champion, mm -hmm. versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Intercontinental Champion, when they yeah. were feuding for the WWE title last year. Yep. Versus Roderick Strong! North American champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good... Uh, that's going to be a fun match. Yep. Um, I I think... 
I'm really hoping that Roddy is like the, that X Factor that really you know clicks in and like fills in the gaps between uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke's uh, chemistry. I feel like there's such a physical sense of urgency to most of Roderick Strong's matches yeah. that. Even if AJ and Shinsuke never really shift out of a higher gear, Roddy will. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ is more than capable of kicking up his physicality. Shinsuke, I haven't seen have a lot of explosive offense for a guy with a fucking running knee strike yeah. for a finish. Right, he doesn't. He hasn't really done much since coming to the U.S. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing, but who knows? Maybe having a third guy in there to you know keep it urgent will help. That'll be fun. Um, you can always hold up Sami Zayn and have him get hit whenever someone runs towards him. That's true. Sami will be at ringside, and it's no DQ. So, who do you got for this one? I I feel like NXT is probably going to get skunked at large. Yeah, me too. Just like the other, uh, especially with the guys that are all going to be in a War Games match 24 hours before that. Right. So, I feel like this might be their chance to, to like take a win in the in the night just be like oh is NXT gonna sweep things mm-hmm. so I feel like Roddy wins this one by being just like a shithead but it's interesting too because they're all heels yeah oh that's true I think Shinsuke takes it mm. yeah um, no real reason other than he needs a win for his like title reign at all yep how long has he been the champion like it feels like it's been a year three years <laughs> uh, he's see. always been the intercontinental champion yes um I think he oh god sometime after wait did he beat Jeff? It, he beat Rusev for it, right? Oh my God, it's so hard to keep track. Yeah, because he's just he won the title some time ago. Yeah, from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we know that much. Yep. And then he just has had the title through the draft, through I think SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, at least that far back. Oh my God, it's 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 genuinely difficult to remember. It's not one of those jaded things of like, yeah, this wasn't important enough to keep track of. It just... It, he literally has barely been on TV, and it's, like, really hard to remember. Yeah, there's so many roster switches. Like, it might have been Rusev. It might have been Miz. Uh, oh, I think it... I know he fought Miz. Yeah, he beat Miz. But I don't know if that was the start or, like, a continuation of his reign. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, we could click the link and find out. <laughs> as much as I don't want to have like blank air, I'm like now I I'm never gonna be able to okay list of WWE Intercontinental Champ. Thank you. Um, Reigns. Uh, way to the bottom. Yep, we started with Pat Patterson. Yes. When he won that fictional Rio de Janeiro. Ah, uh, that's who Shinsuke beat, Pat Patterson. Right. He has been champion the whole time, essentially. Oh my goodness. Oh, been Which like. He beat Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Oh my god, did he? <laughs> no, wait. Oh, at Extreme Rules. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like... We were at WrestleMania. We would have remembered that. Yeah. I was like, but Bobby Lashley killed Finn Balor. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. Or vice versa. But yeah, no, since July. So it hasn't It hasn't been that long, but it also feels like it's been longer. It's I agree. Been, it's been... That's a pretty long time for somebody to hold any title in WWE in current day. Right. Especially a mid-card title. So, yeah, I, God, and I remember that was added to, like, the fucking kickoff. Yep. And, yeah, he won it, and he's got it. Yep, he has it, and it's, it's good for him. Yep. Um, so the there's also the WWE Universal Championship match between The Fiend and, and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Which should be great. It should be. Should be. <laughs> should be. It, everything with The Fiend should be great. Right. It, my fear of it, because I was thinking about this on the way over, is you the Fiend matches have just been he can't be hurt. You can't yes, hurt him. Every yeah. every piece of offense you have, he busts out of it, kicks out of it. 
I'm very afraid of a yes lock where he just kind of doesn't react yeah. or something. I know they'll be more creative than that. Um, Daniel Bryan, you don't know that. Oh, I, <laughs> let me hope. Um, I, I feel like Dan, Daniel Bryan doesn't need to win. No. He, he never needs to be world champion again, although... It would be no, nice, but yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't have to. No one's going to complain if that happens. So, again, the difference a year makes. He was fighting Brock Lesnar last year as yeah. WWE champion versus Universal champion. So he's still in, like, the main event. Um, Fiend wins this. I hope there's no red light. There's going to be a red light. Yeah. Um, You don't have to do a ton in this thing. I think if there's a match that could be a squash, considering it's an eight-match thing, and then you factor in, like, entrances for ten people on three of these matches, like... I think it's likely that if there's a match that could be a squash, it's this one. Ugh. And I think, like, you know, maybe they, they do it again later when they have more time. But the only thing I don't want to see now that I'm thinking on it for more than a hot second is that Bray Wyatt's thing so far with Daniel Bryan has been trying to make him revert to the yes movement and, mm. like, take steps back towards being a hero. So I hope he doesn't just, like, squash him in eight seconds as, like, a callback to when Sheamus beat him at Mania. Um, yeah. Just like, oh, remember that time where you were embarrassed and people rallied behind you? Yeah. Let's try to force that organic thing again. That I don't think they do as a conscious callback back to that, but I do, I could see this as a squash. Mm. Either way, I don't see Bray losing the title here. Nope. Not at Survivor Series. Nope, nope. Um, yeah, let's see. Okay, the... The three-way with the mid-card titles is just, like, champion versus champion. It's not for the titles. So. No, no, no. Good. Okay, just to make sure on that. So, next match on the card, we got Team Raw, Raw. which is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, Shorty G, <laughs> and versus Team NXT, which is TBA. Yep. Uh, who knows what that will be? <laughs> Tino <one>. Sabatelli <laughs> and Riddick Moss. Uh, and clones of each. Jackson Riker. <laughs> Orny uh, Lorcan. No. Um, yeah, it's very strange that yeah. we're recording this on a Tuesday. We are five days out from the pay-per-view, and there's an entire team that... Yeah. Of all the people, like, all the wrestlers that have been invading and, like, sneak attacking people from NXT, it's mostly been the Undisputed Era getting the shine. Right. And then and people, like... like yeah, uh, you go ahead. With your oh, I was going to say, people like uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, who are mm. already booked, that I, I, I don't... I think you risk the, the... You run the risk of overexposure with somebody like Keith Lee and Matt Riddle just being in so many matches so often. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to imagine Tommaso not being in this. Right. I um, feel like... They, those three um, are likely to yeah. be in this one, uh, unless one of them gets injured during the war games the night before. Right. Um, yeah. Pretty much everyone who's on Team Ciampa, yeah, so like Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Tommaso, Donovan Dijakovic are all likely. Yeah. I think Riddle and Balor are both likely, uh, especially Balor. I think Balor's going to be on Team NXT, and he might turn on them. Yeah, I feel like you might do a dickish like walkout thing. Yeah, get disqualified on purpose. Right. Yeah, this is something something like that. But mm. yeah, it's hard to tell who's gonna be in this one. I do. No matter who, I think NXT's taking the loss here. I think. Yeah. I think ninety percent of the time the NXT roster is around for these matches. It's gonna be to like let Raw and SmackDown each get a couple wins each. Yep. Before one of them comes up ahead. Right. So that being said, I think that Team Raw takes it. Mm-hmm. I think that. 
the just weird caricature of himself in faces heroes that Seth Rollins has become, he needs this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. Um, which is, to say, like, I think there'll be some just, like, memorable eliminations and stuff, because you got, got dudes like Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. and Shorty G and Ricochet in there, so there's going to be some just, like, ooh-ah type spots and, yep. like, probably very creative RKOs. Yeah. But I think Rollins comes out with the win for this for Team Raw, and maybe it's him and, like, Kevin Owens. Right. Um, I agree. Though, they are trying to push SmackDown as the A show, but I don't know. I think those SmackDown will take up some wins later. Uh, especially when you got this team, Raw, for the women's uh, Survivor Series match. Uh, again, NXT is TBA. Who knows? Could be could be Aaliyah. No. <laughs> uh, her nose is broken. It's fine. Vanessa um, Could So we got Team Raw, which is Charlotte Flair, Natalia. Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan, sure. Yep. Uh, versus Team SmackDown, which is Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Okay. Yep. Um, I it, do think SmackDown takes this one. They need something. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it. I could imagine, like... They this... need something, and I feel like Sasha needs something. Yeah. Sasha needs, like, a showcase of some kind. That make, Yeah, because, like, Charlotte can just invent a reason at any given moment to just be important. Yep. Uh, Natalia, they keep throwing breadcrumbs to. Uh, Kyrie and Oscar are already the tag champions, and uh, hi, Sarah Logan. Yeah. So, yeah. I... Oh, there's no story to this. There's no... There's nothing. So, Not really, yeah. It's, well, the story is... Shayna Baszler attacking... Oh, wait, no, that's the other match. Never right! Mind. Yeah, you're right. This is, I keep thinking that that match is this one. No, this is just a random throwaway. Kind of just like all the rosters coming together. Yeah, and I, I genuinely, I don't want to feel that way. Because, yeah. like, I really like Nikki Cross. I like I, nearly everybody in this match. Yeah. But there's there's no stakes. There's no storyline. There's no, there's nothing aside from my t-shirt is has a better color than yours. Yes. Uh, I... Man, I feel like it might come down to Sasha and Charlotte at the end. It would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, would also take Oscar and Charlotte and Sasha, whatever. Yep. Uh, or Nikki Cross and Kyrie Saint. I don't care. Uh, this, you can go with most of these combinations. Or Sarah Logan and Dana Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> what a final two! Look at them powerlift each other. I do kind of imagine that uh, Sarah Logan might get like a little bit of time to shine. As like nice. someone just like yeah, someone who's just being added, or she takes the Samoa Joe thing and loses in ten seconds. Who uh, knows? Who knows with any of these matches? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> such as what Survivor. See, the thing is, I like Survivor Series like every year. Every year, I'm like, this is a good pay per view. But like, it's the road there that I'm like, I oh boy, this is uh, painful. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It is. It is sometimes slow torture to just endure what they think is storytelling. Yeah. I showed up at your workplace. Now I show up at your workplace during your shift. My boss, Fox, said to kill you. <laughs> I'm Team USA all the way, but I'm Team USA yellow. Um. Oh. <laughs> yep, there's the red USA and there's the PP USA. <laughs> uh, speaking of red, uh, the next match, second <laughs> le- Oh, no. Uh, damn it, that would have been a good transition, but... Uh, and instead, we gotta go to Pee Pee. Um, <laughs> they all—they're also a match where all the tag team champions from each brand is working. So we got the Raw tag champions, the Viking Raiders versus the SmackDown tag champions, the New Day versus the NXT champions, Undisputed Era. 
in a triple threat tag match. Versus the Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> I wish yeah. they, they I wish they would do that, and the I cowards. wish that they would win. Yep. Yeah, cowards exactly. They're not ready for Asuka. Nope. Uh, Asuka is ready for two matches in a night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this will be a good. Uh, I think this is just gonna be chaos, and then uh, someone's gonna win. Yep. That, I, that is my that is my analysis. <laughs> expert analysis. Years of wrestling fandom. Weeks of wrestle down leading to this. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if undisputed era is involved, they gotta win something. I mean, yeah. Adam Cole, I'm expecting to retain, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is. It's this match uh, that the UE wins or that New Day wins, because Jesus Christ, Kofi. Yeah. Um, Eric and Ivor don't really gain much because they don't really have a lot of momentum to speak of on Raw. They've been killing jobbers. Mm-hmm. Um, New Day, with Xavier Woods out, I feel like they're just kind of in a holding pattern, and Undisputed Era could always use more momentum. Yeah. I Yeah, it really doesn't matter who wins this one. Um, yep. Like, I feel like the Viking Raiders could do it because, like, they do need the momentum. But I also think this is, might be the one shot where uh, the two main roster teams cancel each other out. Yeah. And you get, like, an NXT team winning. Then you do, maybe you do the Viking Raiders in New Day some other time. I don't know. Right. Maybe or a Rumble or... Yeah, you have them have a spot in the Royal Rumble and uh, the Raiders get their revenge or whatever. Mm. Who knows? I don't know. I, you, I don't think anyone in the office knows. I think they just put a bunch of names down, and then uh, they'll figure it out Sunday around 11 a.m. Yeah. I just like that the replacement that you could feel for this match is instead replaced by the... Because, like, that's the feeling of most fans of just, like, yeah. why why this one? Oh, right. Yes. For reasons. Yeah. I wish... Uh, I was thinking about this earlier because, like, I think we were both on the same page that, like, these... Uh, for the past few years, Survivor Series has been based on, like... Uh, my show versus your show kind of feuds. Yep. And I kind of wish that they just, if they stuck with it, but they had, like, personal stakes. Like, if you had uh, Mustafa Ali doing a, like, one of his iPhone promos and be about, like, how he he wants to prove himself against, like, Ricochet in the match and, like, create some personal stakes and interconnections, yeah. it would work better. Absolutely. But right now, all of these are just, like, uh, I, I showed up on your show, and now I'm going to beat you up. And then you're going to show up on my show. Well, then I guess I'll get beat up then. But then I'll beat you up on Sunday. I promise. I promise. <laughs> That's basically the... But this, you know, the second to last match, uh, you know, I think they did a pretty decent job. Uh, it's the one that I mentioned with the Red Fire. We got Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion, mm-hmm. versus Bayley, the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Shayna Baszler, the NXT Women's Champion. And I was pretty sold on this one when they had uh, Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch inter, uh, interact during an interview segment uh, where Shayna promised to break uh, Becky's arms or lame, limbs. Yep. Pick a limb, because that one's coming with me. Yes. Yeah. Becky Lynch and Shayna, they get some excellent chemistry. We're getting the chance to see them for the first time interact in a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. I love that Bailey's just kind of in the background lurking, being very mopey. I feel like Bailey's been more memorable in... Uh, keeping this view going mm. than Becky has. But I also think that Becky's the bigger star and yep. like I mean the showcase is going to be the, those two submission people doing it. Yep. <laughs> but I mean in fairness to just like Becky's booking she's been like she was competing for the tag team titles for mm-hmm. no particular reason. She yep. was fight, killing the Iconics on like yeah. 
Yeah, so she hasn't really been given a bunch of traje- trajectory for this. Like, Bailey showed up on NXT last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Shannon and Bailey have been showing up on each other's shows to yeah. attack each other. Right, so I, it kind of feels, oh, God. The wrestling fan in me wants Bailey to win because mm-hmm. I'm biased, but, yes. like, the the ultimate shitbag version of Bailey is Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. It feels like Becky's going to win this just because she is the biggest star, though. Yeah, I feel like she should win this one. Uh, even if... No, just, yeah, I think she should win this one. Um, I mean, Shade is probably getting a decent win next the night before. Mm. So, and also, every NXT person is coming in from a War Games match the night before. Yep. Which I think is going to factor into how they get, like, they lose a lot. Um, but overall, yeah, this is the match I'm looking forward to the most. The one that I think they could do. And that's also the first time we've seen Becky versus Bailey since NXT. Yeah. So, since they were in NXT, which is a long time. Right. And they have changed a lot. They sure have. One of them murders inflatable men with hooks, and the other one married Seth Rollins. <laughs> one of them murders inflatable men, one of them is a man. <laughs> the man. The man. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be great. I feel like Becky uh, disarms Bailey or rolls her up in some creative way, so I, I agree with your assessment that the man stands tall. Yes, this should be... I mean, it's probably not going to be the main event, but it should be later in the show. Yep. Because if they put it early, the crowd's going to fucking be lost for two and a half hours. Yep. Um, So the main event, presumably, is a no-holds-barred match for the WWE Championship versus Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio. Uh, Welcome to 2005. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. SmackDown 6 are back, baby. Yeah. And there's just two of them left. <laughs> and one of them's gonna die. Oh. And it's Dominic! <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, I, I had read something on the way over about how there there's nothing, nothing that they've done building this matchup that makes you think Rey Mysterio has a chance. No, not at all. Um, it was just announced as no holds barred, so that gives him, like, from 0% chance to 0.1. Yes. Because he has a weapon that he could use now. Maybe his son. And I just, the the thing I read was interesting of just, like, maybe this is how they get Cain Velasquez reinserted into things. He right. causes Brock Lesnar the championship, Rey Mysterio's champion, Lesnar goes away. Right. I don't feel that. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, especially because supposedly Velasquez is, is due for, like, knee surgery or something like that. Great. Yeah. He's still scheduled to, like, work their Mexican tour, I believe. Yeah. But... Uh, the rumors that he's like got a knee surgery that he needs to have. Fair enough. So who knows? I I definitely think uh, this view has mostly been Ray beating up Brock with weapons, uh, you know, on weekly TV, and then I think Brock's gonna get his quote unquote revenge. He's gonna really throw Ray Mysterio around a lot. I, I just in my head was wondering how fast do you have to throw a person before they just turn into vapor? <laughs> and I think Lesnar's going to try to figure that out with Ray's body. Yes, yeah, he's going to... Brock's going to look pretty strong in this match, I think. You think so? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he is going to... I don't know if you can safely do a one-arm German suplex, but I think he can do it. Oh, God. Well, he can't, but... Like, I like he can't do it safely is what I mean to say, yeah. but it won't stop him from trying. Yeah. I don't know, Brock... Brock is relatively safe. It's the relative. Yes, that I know. But it's like it, like his match with Daniel Bryan uh, yeah. was it last year. Yeah, he like he dropped him on his head for that first German, but then you could see him like really reeling back for the next two. Like, oh shit, I didn't know my own strength, even though 
knowing my strength has been my career for my entire adult life. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, yeah. I do think that Brock could throw Ray up with one hand like a pizza and spin him around a bunch. I would love it if he did that, <laughs> unhinged his jaw, and just swallowed Ray. <laughs> While his son watched. <laughs> no holds barred, Dominic. He knew the risks. A match can't stop for any reason. <laughs> no, this match can't stop for any reason, apparently. Uh, now, that, now that they've inserted, they had a match where they couldn't stop for any reason. Yep. Every match can stop for any reason. Uh, I just love that if any match was just advertised actively as that. I'm just like, this can be stopped for any reason. Ref's got a hangnail. The, t- the timer ran out. Someone left an oven on. Uh, <laughs> someone has a false ticket. Um, <laughs> One fan in the arena. We have to find him. Get him out. Horror. Stop the. Oh god, it's just like Dave Chappelle doing stand up and someone's recording. He's not gonna do it. Nope, they'll stand on stage and wait, baby. Someone's phone is on. <laughs> Monster trucks in the rafters. <laughs> the rafters. It's the vigilante sting, and he's here with more vroom vroom. The 90s are back, baby. Oh. <laughs> he can't break his neck in a monster truck. <laughs> you know, it's no holds barred. There's nothing to stop Frey Mysterio from coming out on a vehicle and just running over Lesnar. That's true. I would... Okay, I'm ready to give this match a starting three and a half stars <laughs> if it starts with Rey Mysterio driving out in like, uh, in like Eddie Guerrero's Cadillac yeah. and hitting Brock Lesnar with it and just as a callback to the time Eddie beat um, Ray, uh, Brock. Right. God, and then you just hope that Lesnar can get that car up for the F5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think he can't? I think he can. It, it won't stop him from trying. <laughs> just... They just put the car in neutral and rolls down the ramp, <laughs> and it hits Brock, and Brock just sells it like it went at him at 70 miles an hour. Yep. Overselling uh, Brock Lesnar is one of my favorite Brock yeah, Lesnar's. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, an underrated seller. <laughs> it's good. I don't know. I think this is going to be a good pay-per-view. I'm I'm worried that they're going to rush through a bunch of stuff, but I think the good stuff is going to be really good. Yep. Um, I don't know. I... Uh, uh, so you, for a second, well, go ahead. I was going to say, you heard it on the Russell Down. The good stuff's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, and the bad stuff, not as good. <laughs> Damn, we're just spitting mild fire. <laughs> Jalapenos I, on the Scoville level. <laughs> it's all that pasta in my brains. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Makes me stay, uh, say all kinds of uh, truth grains. <laughs> oh, God, he said that, and a piece of rice fell out of his eye. <laughs> What is in this pasta? The grains of truth. Um, <laughs> um, for Segment Mania, though, Segment, segment Mania! Mania! We wanted to do, uh, just talk about some of our favorite uh, Survivor Series moments um, through the years. You so, don't mean the gobbledygooker, do you? Oh, fuck, that didn't make my list, but it should have. <laughs> uh, just as a meme yep. at this point. Um Hector Guerrero. Yes, but for years, Survivor Series has been one of the top four WWE events, uh, where the theme is these five-on-five elimination tag matches, where people get eliminated, and the last team with members still active is the winner. Yep. And for years, it's just been... It's a weird event, uh, to say the least. Yeah. Just because it's, like, very hit or miss, it's very hard for... I think it's hard for the writing team at any given time to uh, 
pivot from these like singular one person versus another feud uh, things to these like five on five kind of things, unless there are already factions. Keaton, is your favorite Survivor Series moment something involving cardboard? It or might is it, be. Keaton is playing with cardboard right now. It is either uh, a protest of Survivor Series in general, or maybe he is trying to sell us something about wrestling being fake, like cardboard. Either way, it's his most cons- uh, conscious effort to try to communicate during the podcast, so I'll call it a win. Yeah. Good good boy, buddy. But yeah, Survivor Series used to be uh, the tradition where it would air, um, is it Thanksgiving night, or... Was it Thanksgiving night? I don't know about the earliest uh, ones. Yeah, I feel like it was either the day before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving itself, which makes certain sense, because like, people are already plopped down on the couch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, was, it was on Thanksgiving night, yeah. Yeah, okay. So... Smart marketing that since evolved into, like you said, brand warfare. Yes, yeah. It started out like that, and then, uh, I mean, they throw together these teams of five-on-five, and then as time went on, they kind of lost focus. Yeah. And I think there there were long, long stretches where it would be... I think for the Attitude Era, there was a little bit of a pickup where, like, they had a lot of factions that could just go after each other, but um, there was these long stretches where, like, the main event would be a regular match, and then somewhere in the mid-card, it'd be just like, here's five people we found backstage, and uh, we put them on a team this afternoon, and now they are fighting uh, this other team of five that we assembled from parts. Yep. And then that's just the Survivor Series match that would happen. So, I mean, as much as the brand uh, warfare kind of themes have kind of sucked to watch, it does add a kind of focus uh, that they didn't have for a little while. Right. That is correct. And I mean, yeah. even if it's not team-based warfare, like the theme of survival has always been very fun. Yes. Like, um, one of the matches I have on here was the main event of Survivor Series 1998, which was based around a uh, WWE title tournament instead of elimination matches. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That was the rock of defeating mankind by submission uh, for a vacant WWF title. Great one. Yep. Yeah, the month before, Kane and Undertaker, uh, actually two months before, Kane and Undertaker uh, teamed up to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin, but couldn't decide on if it was Kane or the Undertaker who was champion, so the title got vacated. So then Kane fought the Undertaker with Stone Cold as the uh, special guest referee, mm-hmm. and he was just like, I'm not going to make one of them champion. Vince's like, yeah, you will, or I'll fire you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he counted them both out and declared himself champion as the ref, mm-hmm. as you do. Yes. Got fired. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it sets a terrible precedent for every referee, yeah. especially every guest referee Right. Uh, from then on out. So I under- I, I'm on Vince's side this time. Yep. Uh, Stone Cold does get rehired, and your final four in that tournament was solid. It was Mankind and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which Mankind won. Yep. And then you had uh, The Rock versus uh, The Undertaker, where Rock beat Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And then Mankind versus The Rock for the first time in like a world title scenario for the first time ever. And they just couldn't help themselves. For the yeah. first time in what felt like was going to be a friggin' 20-year thread, uh... Rock beats Mankind by Sharpshooter when the McMahons ring the bell. Of course, yeah. But... Uh, mo- classic Montreal screwjob. It was the introduction of the corporate champion, The Rock. Yes, yeah, which was a great character. Yep. One of the better... Uh, is probably the best... No, I don't know. Uh, the heel Rock is always good. Mm. I always like The Rock as a heel. When, when he, I was going to say, like, one of his best, but I really like the Hollywood uh, version of The Rock, too. That's probably the pinnacle of his heel. Yeah, though. for sure. Um... 
for one of mine when it was more recent I believe it was 2000 yep yeah, 2016 it was the first of their brand warfare ones they had uh the raw versus smackdown match for the men was uh AJ Styles versus and Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, and Shane McMahon versus uh, Strowman, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. It was five on five. I love this match because it was like an hour long, and they did a very good job with like storytelling. Uh, well, fifty-two minutes to be exact, but you know, uh, roughly an hour of just like good wrestling. Uh, everyone got the chance to shine. It was probably the platonic ideal for a Survivor Series match. Right. It's a, it's a crazy amount of talent just reading yeah. it off the page. Because, mm-hmm. like, this is only three years ago, but it's insane how many people were, like, working together, like, storyline at that time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Strowman, who was more or less a wild card. Jericho and Owens were best friends. Reigns and Rollins were still shield buddies. They were getting over that hump. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you had just, like, a team of wild cards where, like, Ambrose, like, yeah. Yeah, Ambrose and Styles were mixing it up. Orton and Wyatt were, like, members of the Wyatt family together mm-hmm. at that point and Shane was Shane. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember the beats of it. I more remember like the, the Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon team that right. they just beat into my head. But yeah, almost an hour long and seemed real satisfying. Yes, yeah. And I mean, it's to the point where I forgot that the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match that followed was the main event. <laughs> uh, that match was <laughs> less than 90 seconds long. One minute. 26 seconds. Yes, so I I completely forgot that that's how the night ended, uh, but indeed it was. Hilarious. Yeah. like, they made very little bones about the fact that it was going to be a short match. I feel like it went on at, like, 10.50. Yeah. And, like, entrances happened, which, at this point, you can do the math longer than the match itself. Mm-hmm. Fucking satisfying match. It's exactly what it should have been. Yeah, it was exactly. It was a Goldberg match. Uh, a classic 90-second Goldberg match. Uh, but also not a match I would go back to. Unlike this uh, Survivor Series match. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, great fucking time. Do you got another favorite memory? Um, I honestly have a lot of really uh, warm ones from the 2003 Survivor Series. Ooh, okay. Because um, that was at a time where, like you had said earlier about the team-based matches, there was a lot of intrigue sewn into, like, one-on-one showdowns between members of different teams and also, like, what was going on with certain members of teams. Mm-hmm. So this was like John Cena's coming out party. Yeah, like he had I had this one. an excellent year as a heel. Yeah, um, but it was undeniable how popular he was starting to get. People wanted to cheer him. They were already starting to like recite some of his freestyle raps because like he was just making it very easy, like Limerick style, easy to like rhyme with him at the end. Yep. But he was also putting on great matches. So it was him on the face team uh, on Angle's team. Uh, with Angle, Benoit, Guerrero, I think, was on there. No, um, I don't think no. so, no. No, it was, yeah, it was Benoit, Angle, Bradshaw, Hardcore Holly, and Cena versus A-Train, Big Show, Lesnar, Nathan Jones, and Matt Morgan. Yeah. Um, Rapid-fire eliminations to kick it off, I feel like. Yeah, it's a 13-minute match. Yeah. Um, including the captains. Like, mm-hmm. Lesnar and Angle got out of there pretty fucking quick. So it came down to Benoit and Cena were uh, trying to get rid of Big Show. Um, that was the first time Cena hoisted up Big Show for the FU. Yep. And just friggin' monstered him down to the mat. I loved it. Nice. Um, it was also Team Bischoff versus Team Austin, where the stipulation was if Team Austin lost, that Austin couldn't be a co-GM anymore, which you had Team Bischoff, which was Jericho, Christian, Mark Henry, uh, pre-Hall of Pain, mm-hmm. Randy Orton in the midst of his legend killer streak, 
and Scott Steiner. Yeah. Uh, who was out there with Stacy Keebler because they were trying to make that happen. Trying mm. to make anything happen with Steiner. Yep. And then you had Booker T. All they needed was math. <laughs> the numbers don't lie and that means that this match was excellent yes Booker T the Dudleys RVD and Shawn Michaels which is a crazy that's a oh. crazy set of uh, talent there yeah with Stone Cold as their manager right and like they still lost yeah. fucking Bischoff's team ended up uh, having Batista come in and interfere he was the difference maker when it came down to Orton and Michaels and, and then Austin went bye bye mm-hmm yeah, uh, I don't think I've seen this pay-per-view, but it looks like a good one. It, it like, the next match was belly laugh funny, because it was Mr. McMahon versus The Undertaker yeah. in a Buried Alive match. Of course, yeah. Within five minutes, Undertaker had bashed his fucking head in with a shovel, <laughs> and McMahon's brains were everywhere. Oh, pre, <laughs> pre-concussion uh, um, research uh, wrestling. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. Which, like, without spoiling anything else about the match, it's just worth it to watch Vince McMahon get the shit kicked out of him for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, let me see where I was... What was I looking for? Uh, was it 1990 that happened? I should have done this before, but I didn't. It also featured, uh, this night, featured um, the best of Shane McMahon, which is him just doing crazy stunts against Kane. Yeah. And Kane just being like, I'll fuck your mom up, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm crazy. Oh hell yeah! Okay, there we go. Um, this is the Undertaker debuted at a, a Survivor Series. Yep, that was a huge moment uh, in wrestling. One that I remember from my childhood. Uh, it was he fought Hulk Hogan and beat him uh, for the WWF Championship at the time, mm. and it was very surprising. And I don't think anyone could have guessed that he would have been uh, around for as long as he was. But it was he, from the day one spooky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> day one spooky, baby. Yeah. Right, Keenan? Good. Day one spooky. Uh, yeah. Freaky shit. And uh, what a great uh, debut for a great wrestler. Yep. One by way of uh, steel chair interference from Ric Flair. Cause of they, course. Oh, man. They were so close to having on television Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair for a world title, and they just wouldn't pull the trigger. No, of course not. Um, but, yeah, closest thing they got was... Uh, Taker winning the title and then he lost it almost immediately back. Yes, but, yeah. Um, but a good start. Oh, yeah. And then. I'm trying to find something that maybe it wasn't. Okay, 94 seems too late. While you look for what you're looking for, yeah. Um, I, it was fun. I was rounding out my list of like memorable things, and one of the things. That was towards the bottom of the list, and I was almost guilty that it was that low. It was Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. It was their first big one-on-one like storyline match. Yeah, that was, was a great one. Excellently wrestled. Um, Stone Cold's neck and knees aren't all fucked up at this point, so he was right. keeping up with Bret. And at this point in time, he's got the Million Dollar Dream as his finisher, so he throws it the uh, the dream on Bret. Brett wisely, rather than try to break out of it, walks the ropes, mm-hmm. tips it over backwards, a la Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler in fucking modern times. Yep. Beat him with his brains. Yes, that is a match that, or that's a, a reverse like you see in like pretty much anybody who uses a like sleeper hold kind of submission. Uh, they make a reference to that match. Yep. It's not as uh, as well loved as the the WrestleMania one they had later, but it is definitely one of the best. I mean, the WrestleMania one's arguably one of the greatest yeah. WrestleMania matches, period. Right. So, there you go. 
I can't fucking. Oh, wait, was it this one? No. 93. It's gotta be one of these. Oh, Jared's well. looking for the match with all the dinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you for reading my mind, Dennis. I don't. <laughs> what, what fucking year was that? Jesus. Wait, was that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were goddamn right. I am the best. <laughs> oh, we're, we're very close. We know each other very well. It was like 94 or 95. Yeah, we're in Dream Team versus. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the Jerry Lawler versus the the clowns. Dwight the Clown feud uh, with Dink the Clown, Dwight the Clown, Pink the Clown, and Wink the Clown. A uh, whole stable of clowns. Is Would this match hold up today? Probably not. It's probably very offensive to, to about little people. Yep. Um, but as a child who didn't know any better, I thought it was very funny. And honestly, it's kind of the... The kind of stupid thing that you find in wrestling that's enjoyable. Pretty much. It yeah. just, oh, God. Uh, it happened. Yes. <laughs> we watched it happen. Indeed, I watched it happen. And, dear Lord. Um, that's the thing. When you're when you're a kid and like, their prerogative at the time was to book little people almost like kids. Yeah. So, yeah, why wouldn't you live, live vicariously as a kid watching that match? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, well, I... I burst myself out laughing at that match, and then the night ended with uh, Undertaker versus Yokozuna in a casket match that scared me so much that my mom had to tell me that wrestling was fake in order to get me to sleep that night. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a milestone in fandom, folks. Yes, yeah. What what made me sad about it is like every bad guy yeah. came out of the locker room to beat up Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Every single one, they all worked together to put Undertaker in the casket, and he did not stay there. No. He came back uh, over the Titantron and then went up to heaven somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's messed up. Yeah. He got beat up by a lot of guys. He should not be back <laughs> so soon. <laughs> oh, man. And smack dab in the middle of all of this madness was even more madness because Bob Backlund beat Bret Hart mm -hmm. with the chicken wing. Yep. When Owen Hart threw the white towel in to surrender, yep. breaking the heart of the Hart family. <laughs> Except Owen, who was very happy about it. I gotta watch that match again. It's very... It's, it's I'm, 35 I'm sh minutes. I'm shocked that it's 35 minutes. Yeah. It's the longest match on the card, uh, which is not surprising when the main event includes Yokozuna. Right. Uh, but, I mean, Backlund was always good. Bret Hart, obviously, on the come up here. Uh, yeah, this might be an event that I might have to watch again. You might have to. <laughs> With one, two, three, kid and Razor Ramon on the same team on the opening match, what a what a night! Encione. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I do think in some ways, like the peak of Survivor Series ship was like the nine, the early nineties. Yeah. When you had all these random shit that you can like throw together. And then a casket match that made me poop myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, but uh, maybe literally. Who knows? It's been a long time. It's hard to tell with the pasta brains. <laughs> what's the memory? <laughs> and what's Mario? <laughs> and Luigi. Yes. Um, oh, holy shit. I didn't even realize Billy Gunn was around that long. Um, just yeah, Billy, Billy Gunn is, like, the Donna Man, there were two things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the primordial ooze and Billy Gunn. <laughs> It's been at this a long time. Yeah, holy shit. Um, yeah, um, this is probably, what year is this? It's got to be like 90, 94? 94? Yeah. 
this might have been the last pay-per-view I watched before I stopped until, like, uh, I think I stopped between this and Owen Hart dying. Wow. I think that might be, that might be why this is one of the strongest memories I have uh, for wrestling. Because what's the next, the next pay-per-view would have been the Royal Rumble, and... Shawn Michaels beat the British Bulldog. I didn't watch that one live. So, yeah, thanks for, I think we found it. I think Survivor Series 1994 was where I took a break uh, and didn't watch until the Owen Hart tribute show. It's a long time. Yeah. God damn, it's like 97, 98, yeah. 98 when he died, I think. But Holy shit. Yep. A lot changed. Yes, very much and very quickly. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, the Survivor Series. But, again, I, it usually winds up being pretty good. I think, like, the way that it the builds have been for 20 or so years makes it feel shitty. Yep. But, like, the actual event usually was good. I mean, last year we got Brock versus uh, Daniel Bryan. That's exactly what I wanted to close on speaking of because yeah. it, days before, Bryan mm-hmm. beat AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So, like, promoted, it had been AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, which I think we'd already gotten. I think we got it the year before. Um, did we? I think we did. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. We, no, we did. I know we did, because yes. Jinder lost to Styles. Right. And people were just, like, immediately questioning, why are we doing Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar? Yes, yeah, exactly. You're right, you're right. We would have been, it was being promoted kind of as a rematch. Right. Of a match that was very, very good. Exactly. So instead, we got a match that was very, very better. Yeah. Which was Daniel Bryan versus Lesnar. Kind of an odd heel versus heel dynamic because Brian had very yeah. clearly cheated to beat Styles and was just not taking the match very seriously in the first minute or two. Yeah, fucking paid for it. Looked yeah. like he was dead. Yes, he like we mentioned earlier, like Brock's first German suplex on uh, Daniel Bryan, like pretty much dropped him on his head. Yep, like vertically down on his head. Like we thought, like oh that's it, he's concussed, he's gonna have to retire again tomorrow yeah. night. It's the closest I ever want to get as a fan watching wrestling to worrying about, like, the safety of the wrestlers. Which yeah. is part of why I, like, get very, like, skittish when I'm watching, like, garbage wrestling. but mm. um, Or, like, hardcore matches. But, like, that's it. Of incredibly talented athletes who can trust each other in the ring. Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Bryan very nearly necking himself and getting necked. Lesnar just having the full ability to cripple this dude if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And putting on this emotionally gripping up-and-down match that was... I, I'm probably going to watch it again soon. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 18 minutes of sweetness, man. Yep. So good. Um, yeah, and it, I, part of me was so worried about like his health because, like, Daniel Bryan petitioned for this match for a long time. Like, even when he was, like, retired, he was like, I want to come back and, like, wrestle Brock Lesnar if, like, Brock's around. Yep. So I was like, oh, if he got his dream match and got crippled during it, that would be heartbreaking. Yep. But instead, we got a fantastic match, a fantastic surprise. It kind of, between this and the AJ Styles match, makes me think, like, maybe let's not doubt Brock nope. versus uh, Rey Mysterio this year. I don't know how strongly I can really feel that, but who knows? Whoever really knows. Uh, Survivors usually winds up being pretty good. Uh, we also got, oh yeah, we also got Rousey Rousey versus Charlotte, which is a pretty good match. Uh, yeah. It was great for what it, it was absolutely, it was an incredible audible because yes. Becky Lynch got punched in the face. Yes. Her yeah. nose was broken, so she got taken out. Um, I think I mostly remember the post-match with Charlotte, like, snapping and becoming more violent for the first time. It's It was one of those reminders that you can do anything with Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. and she will make it incredible. Yes. Because um, at that point, she was kind of like the sappy baby face who Becky Lynch had beaten. And, like, this was the start of her transition to being, like, a full heel mm-hmm. and doing it by way of beating the shit out of Ronda Rousey with a kendo stick. Yes, yeah. All right. Yeah, Survivor Series. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um... 
they should uh, War Games and Survivor Series should both be good. There's like a little bit of an asterisk on like both of them, but um, I mean NXT always delivers. Survivor Series has a lot of talent involved. It's just giving them the time. That's all they need to do. That's it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to close with? Um, I like spaghetti, but not in brains. <laughs> I like spaghetti brains. If you mush up spaghetti, it looks like a brain. That is strong product placement, folks. Thank you for the wrestle down. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.